like the old song that says there's a new name written down in glory amen and it's mine oh yes it's mine amen I don't know how you feel tonight but I'm glad that I have that assurance amen somebody say praise the Lord I'm glad I have that assurance and that confidence amen knowing that my Savior is able as Paul wrote to the Ephesians to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. What a wonderful Savior. Let me say it again. What a wonderful Savior. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to direct your attention tonight to the book of Job. 28th chapter. Have you ever thought how many people that are not familiar maybe with the word, they might call it job. But there's one thing about living for God, you got to work at it. Amen. You got to work at it. And if you are not inclined to work, you're going to struggle. But if you really want to do what God wants you to do, amen, it's going to be a job. Amen. Just thought I'd add that for two cents. But we're going to look at Job. It's good to see you all here tonight. And for those that are joining us by way of the internet, we're glad you're with us as well. May God bless you. I hope all is well. And uh, we're excited about what God is doing. Thank you for all the singing. The anointed singing. There's nothing like anointed singing. Amen, right? Praise God. 28 chapter, verses 7 and 8, the Bible said, There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelp have not trodden it, nor the fierce lions pass by it. Amen. And I believe there is a path which the fowls of this life do not know about and which the eyes of the vulture has not seen. I am not a fan of vultures. I was driving down the road the other day and there was a bunch of them sitting on the road just picking away at the carcass that was left there on the road. And even though I knew that that carcass wasn't feeling anything, I didn't care for those vultures picking at it. So nobody was coming, thank the Lord. I swerved over. And uh, I was chasing those vultures off of that carcass. One of them stayed there. He thought, well, you know what? I'm not getting off of this. This is my dinner. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Your buddies are fixing to eat you after I run you over. (laughs) Amen. They're an awful-looking bird. Amen. Lord God, we thank you once again for your presence that is in the house tonight. We thank you for your touch because without you, we know we would not feel what we are feeling tonight. And I pray, God, that your word would have an impact on our lives tonight as we open up our ears to hear and we open up our hearts to receive what you would speak to us in this day and time that we're living in. I pray, God, that you would motivate us tonight. Amen, to do everything we can to serve you and to live for you. Amen, and let this word go forth out of our mouth to encourage those around us with a message of hope. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, and everybody say amen. God bless you, you may be seated. Amen. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelp, that the proud or the great lions, literally the sons of pride. They have not trodden it nor fierce lions passed it. Amen. There is a time, we've been talking about vision, but there is a time when you have to learn how to protect that vision. you got to learn to protect that vision and the way you protect that vision is through prayer. How many knows what it is to pray? Somebody says, I don't know how to pray. Amen. But if you will just take a moment in time 
and realize that you don't have to be this perfect person or perfect prayer. Uh, you know, you don't have to say the perfect prayer. You just got to be honest and open from your heart and just talk to God like he was sitting right there with you. So when vultures go for a kill, they tell us that they go for the eyes first. Because if they can get the eyes, they can get the prize. Because without vision, they are helpless against the adversary. Many times when we look at the enemy, the enemy of our soul, amen, we find out that that enemy tries to rob us of our vision because if he can get our vision, he knows that it will throw us into total darkness and we will hopelessly grope around trying to fight a battle that we have no hope of winning. Why? Because you need vision to be able to see that which opposes you. Amen. So the lion's whelp that is spoken of here, those young temptations that we have uh, never even seen as of yet. Amen. The Bible says that they have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion, that old temptation that that year after year comes against you. Amen. And, and it, the Bible says it has not passed by it. And so I can come to you tonight and say there is a path that you and I can take, amen, that will keep us vigilant. It will keep our eyes open. We will be watchful. We will be on guard. We will be alert. Amen. It's important for you and I to realize that we must be observant in this day and time because if we are not observant, we will fall prey, amen, to those temptations and those that would try to destroy our lives. How do I do that, Pastor? It's through prayer. I believe prayer is the path in which one can walk on, amen, where the enemy of our soul cannot reach us, amen. It is a place that we can find ourselves in that solace, in that prayer, in that place, that time, Amen. If I might say that appointed time that you have with God, that you get down on your knees or you sit in that chair or you walk around that living room and you pray and you call out to God. Amen. And you once again are renewed with confidence that everything is going to be all right. Prayer is the path in which you and I can walk where the enemy of our soul cannot reach us. Amen. In 1 John 5, 18, it tells us that we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. He guards himself. And then he says, and that wicked one, amen, toucheth him not. Amen. Sin, as we know it, is ever present. Amen. So you and I also know that we must guard Amen, against it. Amen, don't think that you're on some high mountain that you won't have to face it. Don't think that you're in such some level with God that it's not going to come your way. Amen, because you're going to face it. And the Bible says that you and I, we have to guard against it. We've got to be observant at what's around us. Amen, when you look at that old lion, he sees its prey from afar off. Amen, and then he begins to stalk. And then he begins, uh, amen, the, the process uh, of finding that prey uh, in a weak moment. I'm here to tell you, uh, I'm glad that I know that that enemy, if I'm observant, it can't touch me. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord tonight. Touch here means to lay hold of with the intent to harm. Whatever gets in our mind that lets us believe that the enemy is not trying to harm us. Amen. Whatever gets in our mind that says, amen, he is not intent on destroying our lives. Where do we get to, amen, where we begin to believe the fact, amen, that if we succumb to it, it won't kill us. Amen. But the enemy is there to touch. He's there to get a hold of us with the intent to harm. 
Amen. Then he talks about here the wicked one. Who is that? It's the enemy of your soul. It's old Slewfoot himself. Amen. It's the devil himself. It is Satan. Amen. And some Greek texts read, but he that is begotten of God, who it's talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, says he will keep him. Who? The believer. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, that I believe that as Jesus walked on this earth, amen, he was protecting his church. He was protecting his people. That has never changed. As he went away, he's here to protect us. You have to buy into it, but you just can't read it. You've got to believe it. You can't just believe it. You've got to apply it to your life. It's got to become in the very essence of who you are. Oh, clap your hands and praise him again. Amen. We must have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, it's not on this path. Amen. That we can walk in the spirit. That we can climb in the very heights of the supernatural. That we can find the deeper things of God. This is the path that we must walk. Amen. This is the vision that we must have. This is the purpose that we have to walk in. Amen. Because he is the light. Amen. His word is my light. He's the one that lights my pathway. Amen. Anything else is darkness. Anything else is going to bring harm. Amen. But I'm here tonight, amen, to assure you that if you walk in the light as he is a light, amen, everything is going to be all right in your soul. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the spirit. I want to soar to the heights in the supernatural. Amen. I want the deeper things of God. And I'm not going to find it in the world. I'm only going to find it in the church. I'm only going to find it walking in his ways. It's on this path that we find that place where God a man does his best work and God begins to change us. Amen. Don't, don't, don't come to church and serve and, and say you serve God. Amen. If you're not willing to change. Amen. But when you start this race, amen, you start it with the fact that the work that he begun is the work that he's going to finish. Amen. And we're going to allow him, amen, not just to fill us with his spirit and forgive us of our sins, but we're going to allow him to keep on making the necessary changes in our lives until he comes back for his church. We must allow that to happen. Everybody say, God changed me. Come on, we can do better than that. Everybody say, God changed me. Amen. Sometimes when we're quiet about that, amen, we're a little reserved about it. And we're like, you know, I really don't mean this. I'm saying it because the pastor has asked me to say it, but I don't really mean this. Amen. That's like praying that prayer, singing that song, whatever you have to do to me. Lord, don't let me be lost for eternity. Amen. We don't like that kind of talk. We don't like that kind of song. Why? Because we don't want that to really happen. Amen. We don't want to, uh, uh, we don't want to think that way. Amen. We don't want it. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that if we really want the things of God the way the Word of God says we can have it, we've got to be willing to change. Amen. It's on this path that God will begin to shape our lives. Amen. And turn it upside down if necessary to change us. Amen. When we get that, when we get in that realm where everything's going just right and everything's just smooth sailing. The job's going good. Amen. The family's going good. Everything's going just great. We have nothing to complain about. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, amen, it just seems like something in your life comes to a standstill. Your job's jeopardized. Amen. The family, somebody gets sick. Amen. And all of a sudden, your world is turned upside down. And then you start praying. Amen. That's not the time to start praying. We should have already been praying. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God wants to do a, a, do a job in our life. He wants to shape our life. He wants to mold us and make us after his own way. Amen. So sometimes we get turned upside down. Life is life. 
This world we live in right now, amen, I'll tell you right now, we are in a world of hurt. We're in a world of hurt in this world. Amen, a lot of people are caught up in all kinds of things, but they don't realize that the only one that can help us right now is Jesus. The only one, as the song says, amen, that can satisfy our soul, it's Jesus. The only one that can make us whole, it's Jesus. Amen. Don't, don't, don't look at the world, uh, amen, to heal your wounds uh, or to heal your, your life. Uh, amen. Look to the cross. Uh, look to the Lord. Look to Him because He is the one that can bring that change. Paul was writing, amen, to the, Rome, to the church at Rome in, in the 8th chapter, verse 26 and 28 to 28. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Our what? Our weaknesses. Everybody say, my weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. Everybody shout it. That love God to whom are the called according to His purpose. Notice this, that God is working all things together for good. But those who love God are best able to appreciate that fact because they love God no matter what. In other words, if they're on the mountaintop, that's the time that it's easy to love God. But it's when you get into that valley, that valley of the shadow of death, that you come to that place where you say, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You get to that place. You're not on the mountaintop. You're not in the best days of your life. But you're now in that dark valley. But you still have confidence in that same God. Amen. That no matter what you face, amen, no matter what it might be, you're going to love him no matter what. Everybody say, no matter what, I'm still going to love him. No matter what I face, I'm still going to love him. Amen. No matter what it happens in my life, I'm still going uh, to love him. Amen. In the book of Job, chapter 13, verse 15, Job cries out and says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain mine own ways. In other words, he said, I'm going to defend my ways before him. Yes, this verse expresses the unquenchable faith of one who lives by faith. Not by sight, but by faith. Not seeing the, the boisterous wind or the waves roaring. No, by faith. I'm seeing what God's able and capable of doing. No matter what the storm looks like, I know my God is able to speak a word of peace in my life. Expresses that unquenchable faith. Amen. Not by, by, lives by faith, not by sight, even when it appears that God himself in his mind has turned from him and against him. He said, I'm still going to trust God. I'm still going to believe in God. Amen. See, you got to understand, the Spirit knows exactly what we need at all times. Even when it seems like our own world is being turned upside down and torn apart. Amen. 
limb by limb, amen, and we're sitting there wondering what can happen next, amen, but Jesus just simply says, believe in me, have faith in me, trust in me, walk with me. The writer in James, the fifth chapter, verses 16 through 18 tells us simply this, confess your faults, your trespasses one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Then he goes on and he says the effectual or the effective. Everybody say effective. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Then he goes on and he talks about Elijah. He said, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. What? Elijah. And he called fire out of heaven. Oh, man, he had a, he had a great ministry. He was a great prophet of God. He also ran for his life. He also hid out. He also just wished God to kill him. You know, we like to read a lot about these prophets when they're on the mountaintop, when fire's falling, miracles are happening, all that kind of stuff. We want to relate to that part of their life. We don't want to relate to the part where they're fearing for their life. Folks, we're all humans. We all have flesh. We all bleed red blood. Amen. Fear is a powerful thing. And it can get a hold of you. But he said, you know what? He was subject to light passages as we are. Amen. With a nature like ours. And the Bible said he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. A drop of rain didn't hit the land for that period of time. And then the Bible says after that, three and a half years, he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Amen. The same man that was on the mountaintop, that was in the valleys. Amen. All those things, he could still pray an effective prayer. Let me stop and tell you once again tonight, amen, protect your vision uh, with prayer. Protect your faith through prayer. Protect your hopes through prayer. Amen, the prayers that you have been praying all this time. Just keep on believing uh, that God has heard every one of them. He has not turned a deaf ear. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. Yes, it is the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. Availeth. Amen. Avail. In other words, to be a prophet or value. Your prayers aren't worthless, your prayers are worth a lot. And when, I, when I'm praying and I, and I get into it, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my life where it needs to be. And I'm going to pray those effectual prayers fervently so that God can do a great work. I need to understand the principles of the Spirit that the Word is pointing out to us. In 1 Kings 17 and 1, it says... That Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. What, what a word of faith. What a man that believes that what he has spoken in the Spirit is going to happen in the natural. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. You may think that, that, that he came out of nowhere standing with nothing but that leather girdle on around him, scraggly-haired, stinking, smelly, amen, from being in the wilderness, amen, pointing his finger in the face of Ahab. Repent! But yet we might think uh, that he just came out of thin air, amen, rather than understand the fact uh, that there was something behind it, 
What James is telling us here is that, that this word of prophecy came how? From much prayer, much prayer, much effectual, fervent, earnest prayer. It just didn't happen like that. It just didn't happen on a dime. No, he had been praying. He had been talking to God. He had been walking with God. So when he had a word from God, amen, he was ready for it. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Because as you read throughout the word of God, the power of prayer was demonstrated over and over through the lives of people. Men like Abraham, Moses, Elijah, Daniel, and many, many more that you read, amen, where the word, amen, begin to go out, amen, because of the power of God and the power of prayer. Amen. Samuel Chadwick once said, the one concern of the devil is to keep believers from praying. If he can do it, he fears nothing from prayerless saints, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toll, toil, marks at our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. You see, the enemy is not worried about you sitting on a pew. The enemy is not worried about you singing in a praise team or a choir. He's not worried about you praying an instrument or teaching a Sunday school class. He's not worried about us, uh, amen, coming around the church and doing different functions, uh, amen. But what he is worried about is when you get on your knees uh, and you begin to pray and you begin to rattle the cages of hell. Amen. That's what he worries about. That's what he becomes uh, afraid of uh, is our prayers. When we pray them, amen, effectively and, and fervently with earnest, amen, he trembles. He trembles. This world will only be shaken by people that will get a hold of God and pray. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Come on, everybody say prayer. Turn your neighbor say prayer. prayer. Come on, say prayer. prayer. Amen. That's what it's all about. Amen. It's prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. And the devil's always trying to distract us. Whatever. He will try to stop you. He will try to discourage you. He will try to get you to get to that place where you don't think it's important anymore. I don't need to pray. I've been living for God for 50 years. Man, I put my work in. I put my time in. It's time for retirement. I let the young whippersnappers pray now. No, we, we are never, we have never, that, 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 that word right there, you never retire spiritually. You never retire spiritually. You never retire from praying. You never retire from living for God. You never retire. When you retire, you know, you hear people talking about natural retirement. Say, so, you know, when they retire, how many of you have worked a job somewhere and then you retire, somebody else or somebody retires from your job and all of a sudden a few months later or a year later, whatever, amen, all of a sudden you hear that they have something bad's happened to them. They've gotten sick, they died, or they're, 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 there's an illness in their body and they can't even enjoy their retirement. Amen, you hear that over and over and over again. Amen, but I'm here to tell you tonight that in, in, the, in the kingdom of God, there is no place for you and I to retire. Don't ever retire spiritually. Don't ever retire. Tired from praying. Amen. The hope of this world doesn't lie in greater methods or greater programs. We can have them. It's not going to change people. We get changed through the Spirit of God. When God begins to move, when God begins to touch our hearts, it lies in the hands of people have, that have been ignited through the power of prayer. Do we believe that? Do we want our kids saved? Do we want our family saved? Do we want, do we want our church to be on fire? Amen. Do, do, do we want people to notice, not that we go to a certain church, but that we go to a church that's on fire? Amen. That's been ignited. There's a flame on us. 
there's something motivating us, something that's burning, uh, amen, us, something that's moving us, uh, amen, something uh, that's lighting up their life, something that they see that's different than what they have seen before. It's the power of God. It's, a, it's because you have purpose within your heart that you're going to pray and protect your vision. You know, in Exodus, the 32nd chapter, and verse 32, you will notice something here in this prayer of Moses. It contains a mysterious dash and a semicolon. You can see it right there. Amen. It says simply you, yet now if you will forgive their sin, dash, semicolon. And if not, blot me, I pray thee out. Of the book which thou hast written. Interesting. Interesting. You can read several different commentaries or several different thoughts on being blotted out. Amen. We know in that book of life, things of that nature, we don't want to be blotted out, removed. Amen. Because you see, this dash and this semicolon may signify a long burden prayer that Moses was praying out and crying out and pouring out to God. But following that dash and semicolon, this prayer shows the true selfless burden that Moses felt for the children of Israel. Do we have that kind of burden for people to where we can get into that long, moment with God where all of a sudden we're smitten with grief we're smitten with the burden the urgency of our prayer what do you think tonight he had this burden for them and he says yet now if thou wilt forgive their sins and if not blot me I pray thee out of thy book which thou hast written. Folks, if you notice what happened after this, it stopped the wrath of God. Folks, don't think that our prayers cannot be effective. They can be effective. Your prayer can move the hand of God. Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain. God honored his prayer. When it was spoken unto King Ahab because the battle had already been won. Not because he just come up and had that cliche. Hey, it's not going to rain for three and a half years at my word. No, he was already praying. Everybody say praying. Amen. How many understands tonight the power of prayer works? But you got to stay at it. Folks, you got to stay at it. You got to stay at it when it's the, the wet times, and then you got to stay at it when it's the dry times. And in this case, they were fixing to go through three and a half years, uh, amen, of dryness. And even at that point, Elijah, he said, Look, no dew, no rain, no nothing, no way, no how. Not until I pray again. And give you a word. See the time to fight and the time to pray is not when you're facing that impossibility. That's the time that your prayers should have already been in action. You should have already been speaking a word of faith long before then. Amen. You should have already been praying. The battle should have already been fought in prayer. Everybody say amen. All wars won in the natural have first got to be won in the supernatural. Each time God desires to lift you and I to that new dimension of the Spirit, prayer has to precede that new dimension that you're wanting to go to. You just can't get there within your natural abilities. You have to be able to pray yourself into that dimension. That faith has got to be in action. 
Somebody say hallelujah. You've got to, we've got to see this. Look, look at what we're going through in our world today. Amen. All of the stuff that's going on and this, this COVID-19 and everybody going around and everybody uh, seems to be scared to death of it. Uh, and rightfully so. It's a, it's a bad thing. But you and I as children of God still have to believe that God is still the healer. God is still the restorer. God is still the Savior. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him tonight. Come on, lift your voice and praise Him. I'm almost done. Lift your voice and praise Him. Amen. The time to face that impossibility, uh, amen, is before that time. Should already be praying those prayers. You already should be putting in that work. Each time God desires to lift us, we got to pray. To share in secrets of the Lord, I first have to be able to abide with Him in prayer. Right? Not just a little while, but much time. We have to put ourselves at it. You got to do it. You got to be willing. It might be in your car. It's not wrong to pray in your car. Just keep your eyes open. <laughs> right? You don't have to write some kind of a dissertation on your text as you're driving down the road. Just, just, just keep your eyes open and pray. Sing that song that you're listening to. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Give it everything you got right there in your car or in your living room or in your kitchen or in your basement or at the church, wherever it's at. Amen. Give it everything you got. Do it before you face the impossibility. Ian Bounds said God's acquaintance is not made known hurriedly. He does not bestow his gifts on the casual or hasty comer and goer. <laughs> that speaks volumes. Sometimes we want the quick fix. Right? Sometimes we want that quick fix. Here's the way I look at it right now. Just because God hadn't healed my knee doesn't mean I'm not going to have faith for somebody else to be healed. Right? Just because I haven't received my miracle doesn't mean that I'm not going to believe for your miracle. Just because my prayer has not answered, it's not going to stop me from praying for you. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Come on, you can't casually, you can't walk with God casually. You, you, can't, you can't get it. That's almost like, you know, you laugh about it, you know, when, you know, you, it wasn't casual when you walked up to your wife or your husband and, and you just casually said, you know, hey, you know, you look good, you know. Let's go on a date. You know. There, it took time for you to get to know that person. And if, if, you, if you don't do that, then I'm questioning your why is that because if you're going to marry somebody or be with somebody you don't want it to be casual you want to know who they are how they live what they're like boy right you got to know them and hopefully you want them to know you so that six months into it, you're not knocking on my door after a knockdown drag out and want me to get the whistle out and the striped shirt and referee. Get to know them. That's the same way with God. It's just not going to happen overnight. 
Amen. You got to know him. You got to take time to know him. You got to work at it. Amen. You got to share your heart with God and let God share his heart with you. You got to know him. It's like that little song, just a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He will hear your faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Amen. That prayer is going to move the wheel. That prayer is going to move the relationship. That prayer is going to move you to a place uh, to where greater heights where you can believe in God and believe that he's there. Amen. God wants to bless your life, not because you're just casually coming to him, but because you're there with purpose. You're there with intent uh, that you want to know him uh, and learn from him uh, and hear from him. The musicians will come. I close in Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Burdens are produced on our knees in prayer. Sins are remitted when we are on our knees and pray. Evil imaginations are captured on our knees in prayer. Doubt and fear are expelled while we're praying. Strongholds are broken when we pray. Families are made stronger when we pray. The church grows stronger when we pray. You and I will become stronger. When we pray, our nation will become stronger when we pray. It's not time to kick God out of things. My Lord, have mercy. What has gotten into people? Kick him out of schools. Kick him out of, you know, uh, you know songs. Kick him out of here. Kick him out of there. We don't want God. We don't want him in our, you know, in our space. We don't want him. Why, why, why does the world not want God? Because God is going to bring conviction. God, it's his spirit, when it comes in, it's going to make you feel bad because you know you're not doing the right thing. That's what, that's what this presence of the Lord will do to us. But he does it because he loves us. He does it because he wants us to change. He does this because he wants us to grow closer to him. Our most influential position in God is through our prayer, our supplication before Him. The power of prayer is important. That effectual, that fervent prayer. On this August the 30th, 2020, we ought to make it a, we ought to make a pledge says, I will not stop praying. I'm 60. I thought the Lord was going to come long before now. Brother Greg, I thought he was going to come before I got to college. I thought he was going to come before I could get married. Man, I want to get married quick. It didn't work that way. But it's when you and I understand the world that we live in, as they push God away, our light has got to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Why? Because there's still people out there that are still searching for God. People that are out there that still want to know about God. People that are out there. So your, your effectual fervent prayer, amen, coming from you as a righteous person will move the hand of God how many times have you heard stories where something was happening around the world but yet it ceased why somebody had an urgency to pray we could tell stories tonight of it 
People that I know that it's happened to. Facing uncertainty. Possibly even facing death. But yet they found out that somebody at that time in another location felt the burden and the urgency to pray for them. I don't know what you feel tonight, but I wonder tonight, can we kind of begin to let that vision become more, more pronounced in our lives, that spiritual vision that says, you know what, I'm not going to let the enemy destroy me. I'm not going to let it defeat me. I'm not going to let it put me on the, on the sideline. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to open these altars. If you want to come and pray, find a place to pray. If you want to pray at your seat, that's fine too. But why don't we make this a house of prayer right now? Where for the next little while, we just pray and ask God, God, I stand here before you. Desiring a move of your spirit. I want to have that closeness. I want to do this on purpose, not because I have to, not because I'm made to do it, but God, I'm doing it from my heart. I'm doing it from my heart. That's it all across this building. Come on, make it a matter of prayer.